Hey friends, can't wait till Wednesdays to get your Modern Mamas fix. Join us on Patreon. You can choose your tier and when you subscribe, you'll get bonus content, early access to retreat, first peeks at new swag, plus shout outs and even real time monthly virtual hangs with us. Visit patreon.com forward slash modern mamas podcast to check it out and support the podcast. It truly means the world to us. We are so grateful for you and for this community. I love mama. Welcome to the Modern Mamas Podcast. We're two modern mamas with the goal to inspire, empowerment, self-love, deep physical and spiritual nourishment, holistic health, and joy, no matter your journey, gender, or perspective. I'm Laura of Radical Roots. I'm a certified CrossFit trainer, certified nutrition consultant, and mama to Evie Wilder. And I'm Jess of Hold the Space Wellness. I'm a level one CrossFit trainer, a licensed and certified athletic trainer with a master's in kinesiology and mama to Baron Camille. Please note that while we're here to provide advice and insights, we aren't medical practitioners and always recommend that you check with a trusted provider before implementing any changes. Thanks for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Modern Mamas podcast and it's a creamy. <laughs> oh, so creamy. It's also creamy today. I I have been trying to start off talking very quietly. I listened to one of our like the beginning of one of our episodes the other day and for some reason like my mic always freaks out like the first word that I say so it gets like really like blah. Um so I'm trying <laughs> to like gently caress it into it's it's job. <laughs> so anyways, we're here for a creamy Lauren Jess, the host of this podcast. We're here and we're excited to share our experience, not tell you what to do. Just share our yes. experience. We were prefacing, we were talking about this before we hopped on. So today we're going to be talking about adult friendships and making friends as adults. And it's not, we want to be super clear. I especially do not have this figured out. So this is no. not going to be a how to how to make adult friends episode. This is purely again like all of the creamies are, all the topicals just us sharing our experiences and you know, maybe you I I honestly this is really one. I, I feel like people don't take us up on this often enough, but like this is really a topic where if you have some wisdom on this, we would love to hear it in the comments or shoot us an email or you know, <laughs> snail mail whatever floats your boat here like how y'all are navigating this because i feel like there's a lot that goes into this topic especially right now because we've spent the last i don't know year year and a half mm -hmm. kind of solitary even from our established friendships you know like we haven't been able to do a lot of the things that we might have normally done with our friends or have as many date nights to go hang out with adults like a lot of it has been family time and right? i moved three times you've moved three times <laughs> i mean it's it's crazy and it's like i i feel like we don't i don't know there's a lot that comes with moving and establishing a new community so i'm really excited to hear your story and all of like what that has entailed over the last three er, three years three times that you've moved because i know like for you in the van it seems from the outside it's so easy for you to connect because i remember when you were doing your van travels it was like, meet, meet up here. And like, you know, I met up with a friend here because we were in this town. But I'm curious to hear like that experience. And then I'm curious yeah. to hear how it's been kind of 
challenged over the last like you know year or so and then like your new community where you guys are like i don't know maybe we should start with you like what's what's been your experience with friendship in your adult (laughs) ages i would say i really fell into leaned into incredible adult friendships like right before evie was born when we moved back to Santa Cruz. And I, that's not to say I didn't have incredible friendships before that, but it's so to just go back a little further and I don't, I'm not going to go too deep into this, but I have some like trauma from childhood that I've actually worked on in therapy of like bullying, being bullied and just different relationships throughout my life with females that haven't been super growth inducing or necessarily, and it's not all one-sided, right? Like I I've seen like my role in this and relationships and whatnot, but just with like self-esteem stuff and, and relatively potentially toxic relationships with, with females specifically in high school, I would like, liked to be like the guy's gal. Like I was always in the friend zone, but like, I liked to just be around guys. And in college I live with guys because I had some stuff that I had to work through when it came to female friendships. And that stems back to like, like a kindergarten best friend that was just not great. And like moving through the different seasons of schooling and bullying and that kind of thing. So I've done a lot of work through that. All that to say, I think moving into like the motherhood transition has been so profound for me, along with a lot of therapy before that, just in like this realization. And, you know, I I don't necessarily want to put people in gendered boxes or, you know, all of that. I, I totally understand that not everyone fits that mold or whatever. But for me, it was important. I identify as female and it wasn't important for me to have friendships with people who I could really deeply relate to in that way. And then you take it, you take, you bring motherhood into the equation and it was even more powerful for me. So we had back in like 2015 sold everything. We were living a very stressed life in the Bay area, sold everything. I've told this story before, moved up to Washington, this like little town where we didn't know anybody. And we, I started there, like we made some good friends. I made a handful of like really close girlfriends, really enjoyed them. But then we came back down to visit in California. At this point, Rusty and I had like started the process of talking about growing our family. And we visited our friends, the Barbers, who many of you know, Taz has been on the podcast. They've been like, Taz has been one of my closest, true, true closest girlfriends since like 2012, I think. And they had one kid at that point, And I think Taz was pretty pregnant with Arrow. And then our friends, Wes and Megan, and Wes, and Wes has been friends with Rusty since high school. And Megan and I are super close as since, you know, I got together with Rusty, whatever. They came over and it was at that like hang that they let us know that they were pregnant. And all of a sudden my, my head just spun and I was like, holy shit, like I need to get, we need to get back to California. And this is, I want to be around these people when we start this next phase. So we ended up moving back, getting a place in Santa Cruz and, and, you know, found a gym there. And I had had ties with a lot of these people that lived in Santa Cruz because there was a very like tight community of people who worked for CrossFit HQ. And at that point I'd been working for CrossFit since 2012. And I'd never lived in Santa Cruz. I'd lived nearby and like gone into the office, but not had like super close relationships. And I started to get to know a lot of the women at the gym that I worked with and relationships just got so strong. And it was like having Evie, so getting pregnant and then having Evie and just being surrounded by such incredible support system. So I guess one piece of advice, and even as I said, we're not going to give you how-tos or anything, but like if you're into CrossFit and you can find a good gym with a solid community that's not necessarily like competitive or like aesthetically driven, but just like community driven, 
that's where I've really found some of the most incredible friends in my life, starting with Taz, you know, at NorCal CrossFit back in 2012. So anyways, just like the people who, you know, brought us food postpartum and I could just like pop even the back of my bike and ride to friends' houses and we would just like drink wine in the sunshine. And it just was a very, very, very special time that summer. She was born in June and that summer, that year, like from, you know, that June when she was born through that year into the next summer was just so special and really just built some of the most profound friendships. You know, and now like Santa Cruz will always hold a special place in my heart because a lot of those women still live there and their, their partners and their kids, you know, those families that Evie's grown up with those kids and like, like Nicole, for instance, and her kids, Isla and Ellis. And so anyways, that's where like things just really shifted for me, where I realized like what a true friendship like that could be as an adult, just like support and kind of just this like, uh, what's the word? like a dog gives you what kind of love? Like uh, unconditional love? Unconditional. Yes. (laughs) That unconditional love of like, I can show up however I am, my good days, my bad days, I can cry about whatever. And like, I'll be heard. And then interestingly enough, over the course of this podcast, things have just transitioned for me even more because you mentioned like being in the van and all the friends that we visited and pretty much every single one of those friendships is somehow created and fostered because of the podcast. I mean, we share so much of ourselves here, right? And so I have had women reach out who in many ways do know me, even though I've never met them. (laughs) And so, you know, as we started this next chapter of like, we're going to buy a van, we're going to move from Santa Cruz, knowing that those friendships would always be there, but we want to do this next chapter. We want to live in the van and travel the country. And at this point, we've been doing the podcast for over a, a year, about a year and a half at that point. And because of that, and because of the women that I'd met through the podcast, and we had built relationships, it sounds crazy, but over social media, and like, many of them had joined my PD counter team. I just I knew that along this trap, these travels, I would have all of these incredible people to visit, you know, like Kirsten, my friend Erica out in Pennsylvania, just all these friendships. And I also want to mention my friend Kelsey, because we also met through social media, because she reached out, she lived about an hour away from Santa Cruz. And she was like, trying to trying to get pregnant and having issues and ended up reaching out to me and she drove to Santa Cruz and we hung out. And so that's just another friend that like I got to visit. And, you know, she has, has moved all over the country and she now has two kids. And it's just, it's so wild the ways in which motherhood has changed my world and my, my world of friendship. So anyway, so then we had this trip and pretty much in every state we went through or visited, we planned our route basically to be able to visit these people that, and I, I will say like, I got a ton of people reaching out about places to stop. And I can't necessarily tell you exactly how it worked out the way that it did. But every single friend that we stopped and stayed with and visited just has since continued to blossom into some of the most incredible friendships in my life. And so, you know, having the opportunity to actually hug people in real life and being just welcomed into people's homes and fed and loved on and watch our kids play, it was just really, really, really special. And so I just, I feel so incredibly fortunate to have really wonderful friends like all over the country for the job I had, I could fly out and stay with and be, and we still stay in touch to this day. And like, you know, and some of them that was the first time I ever met them in person was on this trip. Like my friend Erica, she lives in Pennsylvania, like I said, and we talk every single day and we've been through, you know, a lot over the past, what, two and a half years now since we've actually met in person or two years. And I feel like I know her better than, you know, I know so many other people. So it's just, it's just really, really interesting. So anyways, the podcast has been huge. The motherhood transition has been huge. And so we, we did that. We traveled all over the country and then we came back and, you know, we've been finding our path since then, since what, like November, December, 
2019 and we spent some time in Paso Robles at my mother-in-law's and you know we have friends there again from the gym and which I'm like rusty growing up in that area and and then we ended up moving to Berkeley which rest and I laugh about that now, to be honest, like that was such a little blip in our lives. And I think one of the, one of the bonuses there was I got to meet my friend Molly in person for the first time. I know, you know, Molly too, Molly Lawford, and she's just awesome. And then that just wasn't, that wasn't a good fit for so many reasons, but you know, did join a gym there. And it's funny because the gym is great. The people were wonderful, but for me, it was like, I didn't really connect in that way with anyone there. There's just a lot of, a lot of younger folks like going to school and whatnot. So there's so many reasons they're like, this isn't, this isn't the place, you know? And then we ended up moving back to Santa Cruz to Boulder Creek up in the mountains and just had that, you know, and that's just so comfortable. It's so easy. We were with, you know, Nicole and Isla and Ellis like every day and, or often and the barbers, we got to see them and my friend Shelby in Santa Cruz. So anyways, we had just kind of, it's so easy to just fall back into comfort and to life and to fun and to friends in Santa Cruz. But our reality is that we want to live the life that we want to live and have the time together that we want and, you know, all of it. It's hard to live in California. I think a lot of folks listening could probably understand or relate. It's just unbelievably expensive. The pace, it's just like the traffic's getting worse and worse. It's just so many things about California, especially through COVID, that just didn't really align for us. And then the fires hit. And we had no plan of leaving in 2020. But then we were evacuated for five weeks from our house. We're like 300 meters away from losing everything. And all of a sudden we get an email saying, Hey, you can move back in after like getting alerts about like hazardous water and pipes being plastic piping being melted and like water and flame retardants dropped everywhere. And we were like, you know what? We're not going to pay. I think it was like $2,200 a month to move back to this place that feels incredibly unsafe. Where we had people living beneath us. The house was amazing. Like we lived in the mountain. It was wonderful, but it didn't, everything Emmy said, this just doesn't feel right. Safe. And so we had to make the decision again to leave the people our comfort, like our blanket in Santa Cruz. And we were trying desperately to find a place in Bend, Oregon. And just like the cars weren't aligning. We thought we had a rental and then it fell through. And just like one thing after the next, after the next. And then we were visiting Rusty's best friend since first grade, got married last summer. And we were visiting them and they were moving. He and his fiance, now wife, were moving out of their place that they had been living for a while. And he was like, why don't, and he was playing super cheap rent. He was like, why don't you guys just move in here when we're out? We had nowhere to go. And it was just like, it seemed serendipitous. So moved up, got all our stuff, moved up into this rad single wide that he had converted into a really awesome little place, like the perfect temporary spot. We, you know, we had lived up this way before. It's just so long winded. And I feel like I'm not even talking about friendships, but kind of, and we had Jason and his wife, Katie, who we knew and loved. They're like family to us. And so we just did it. We took the leap. And one of the things that really drew us up here too, was the schools that Evie was able to get into. And so long story, still long, we're up here now and we're making it happen. So we moved here in November of 2020, you know, in the heat of COVID and the dead of winter and thank goodness we found an incredible gym. So we met people at the gym and then, you know, Evie's schools at the time, she was in like tiny pods, basically. I think there was like four kids in one class and seven in the other and her fourth school. And so I, you know, drop off and pick up was like one parent at a time or like, do they come to your car or whatever? It's all this, the COVID stuff, but slowly, but surely the classes have gotten bigger. More kids have been added. We've had some like actual events. We've gotten to meet people. And so starting to just like meet her friend's parents, which has been really fun. We've had play dates and gone over and I made like brought sourdough pizza crust and drank wine and just enjoyed 
company now. And I know that like starting next year, her class sizes are going to get even bigger. And, and I would say like to this, the past six months, I've been in pretty hard create mode and build mode for my business. So it's been a lot of like head down, just work. And now we're moving to this transition where Rusty is, has his new job. You know, he's working, he's going to be out of the house or gone for potentially weeks at a time fighting fires. And it's just Evie and me. And so I'm really looking forward to like moving into a season now of just of more yes and trying to meet more people and get out more. And I mean, we're out and we're in nature. And, and also to be honest, after coming out of like a year and a half of living in the van and traveling all over the country and then like, you know, boondocking or parking at our parents' house, their different friends' houses back in California for a while. When we moved up here, I finally had this like home base that felt safe. I was very selfish with my time with my family. So I wasn't really eager to or pouring into building friendships. You know, I had some people that I knew up here and we would hang out. I was like being social probably like once a week. But outside of that, I was kind of like, you know, I just want time just us. It's been so long since we've had this like little pod, our own little home that feels like it's built for a long time, all of that. So now I guess I'm coming to this conversation more of like, I'm in a season, just kind of transitioning into a season where I'm looking forward to meeting more people and building really solid relationships. And so I see that happening at the gym already. I have some really good friends who live nearby, but not super close. Like Fidel lives up here. We've hung out a few times. It's about two hours between, but we make it happen. My friend Claire's over in Port Townsend and Lucy. And so I get to see them. Again, that's like 50 minutes. So now it's more about building those friendships here. Evie's in jujitsu and school. And so I really feel like I will likely meet, start, continue to meet people through her, which is funny, like my four-year-olds. But, you know, I feel like parents who are bringing their kids to similar things and and who like have a similar family kind of manifesto and send their kids to schools that are aligned, there's probably a rather solid likelihood that we will align in some ways too. And for me, it's a, like patience is a big thing because I don't have a lot of it. And I'm like, I want friendships like I have in Santa Cruz now, you know? And so just being patient and realizing that I haven't really been putting out a lot of effort or I've really been open to it. And so just leaning into summer and sunshine and trust, which has been my word for this whole year. So that's kind of where I'm at, I guess. That was a lot. No, that's great. I didn't want to interrupt (laughs) it because I felt like you were just really processing through all that. (laughs) (laughs) I thought for this one, I just figured I'd get on and let it all out. Yeah, I love that. Hi, friends. Laura here with a quick break to tell you a little bit about one of our absolute favorite products and companies. Our friends at Paleo Valley are on a mission to help people reclaim vibrant health, providing products that prioritize nutrient density in an industry that prioritizes everything else. They believe that every dietary choice and every added ingredient is a powerful opportunity to love and care for ourselves. And we couldn't agree more. I love the Organ Complex and C-Serum for everyday holistic health support. And the beef and turkey sticks are our favorite travel essentials when we're out in the van. And right now we are digging the super greens. They're organic, they're non-GMO, and they contain the actual ingredients that you can use that aren't going to cause inflammation. And right now you can get 15% off of your Paleo Valley order with the code MODERNMAMAS. Check it out. So here's like my... And kind of, I mean, I don't know, like I was trying to think about like, what, what am I going to talk about? And I, I think the hardest part for me, like with adult friendships at this point in time is that like, I feel like in my life, there's so much that requires so much of me, my like time, my attention already within my like family unit. Right. So like my business and, and you kind of alluded to this too, Laura, when you were talking like 
really pouring into your business 100%, right? Or, you know, a, a big amount of your energy during the day. And then on the other hand, you've got, or I've got like these two incredible tiny humans who really need me, like need me 24 seven, pretty much still. I mean, there are pockets of like, there's pockets where it's like, oh, they're becoming independent. Like, this is really cool. But at the same time, we're entering into like the point in parenting where it's taking a lot from me in terms of like really being intentional with what I say, how I say it, how I guide them, how I answer their questions. And, you know, I'm spending a lot of time with them all day, every day over the summer. And really over the last like year or so it's been that way. And then of course you have like your partner, right? Like you have Rusty, I have Tim and it's like, we want that, that relationship to flourish. Like we want that to be happy and well-watered and both parties to be like involved and feeling like fulfilled in that relationship. So there's a lot of the time and attention that goes to that. And, you know, then you have your like extended family, You know, there are other like familial relationships that, you know, might have varying degrees of intimacy in terms of like how much you talk to them or how close you are. But at the same time, like that's kind of an extension of our family unit, you know, as my sisters and my mom and my dad and Tim's like family. And so what I feel the biggest detriment to me in this current, not, not detriment, but the biggest obstacle to overcome and really pouring into like new friendships, which I'm very interested in like cultivating is that like at the end of the day, it's like, what do I have left? And usually that's like, that that's what I consider. I can like pour into someone else who was not all of those things that I just listed. Right. And sometimes at the end of the day, there's literally zero. It's like, I can't even respond to an email or a text message because knowing that like, that is going to be more time and attention that I have to give someone. That sounds horrible. Does that sound horrible? I feel like that sounds so bad. I don't mean it in the way it it, sounds practical and realistic. (laughs) I don't mean it in the way that it's like, I don't want to, I desperately want to, but at the end of the day, like realistically, it's like, I also want to go to sleep. (laughs) Like I want to be recovered and rested because I know I'm going to get up and do all of these things over again. And I want to be the best version of myself. And it's like, I don't want to be like the half-assed friend, (laughs) you know, like I want to be, if I'm going to, this is how I look at a lot of things in my life. And it could be, maybe sometimes it's not so great of a thing because I I do feel like with my age, I've learned like, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to give everything 110% for it to be a good thing. But at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to just be like, you know, a fair weather friend who's like only able to respond when I have the time. So there's just a lot to unpack there for that for me in particular, because I desperately want like my vision for this next season of life is like we're working on our yard. And one of the reasons why we are like actually putting time and attention to creating this yard so that we can be outside and we can host people and we can, I'm like envisioning music and food and like seating where people can come and watch their kids play and we can like have adult conversations and it's comfortable and it's like easy. And like, I want to be that hostess. And so that's what I envision for this next season is developing those friendships where we can have those moments together. So we're so we're working on it. It's a work in progress. But like you said, a patience is also not my strong suit. I'm like, I want it now. I want my, these friendships. And I want these people. And I want this these moments. 
But in truth, a lot of times, most things that are worth pouring time and attention into, they also take time to build, right? Like, so anyways, that was kind of a ramble. Does that make any sense whatsoever? (laughs) Yeah, I just, I feel like probably more sense than everything I just rambled out. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just wanted to like preface with that because I know oftentimes the hardest thing is just, it's not the desire to want to make lasting and deep friendships. Mm -hmm. It's the, like the many obstacles that you have to overcome in your day, like day-to-day living to be able to actually do that, you know? Yeah. So that's kind of where I'm at. You know, my story with friendship in general, I've always been this kid or in the past, I've been this kid who is very easily adaptable. I I make a lot of friends wherever I go. I think it's just my need to like or in the past, it's been my need to to want to fit in, to be liked, to be accepted. And, you know, growing up in high school, I went to a really small school. I feel like I, I never fit like a certain mold. I did a lot of different things, athletics and, you know, drama and, you know, UIL. Like, you know, you couldn't really put me in a box, I don't think, in any way that like typical high school kids might. So I had lots and lots of friends. But, you know, the thing is like, every time I would leave and start a new chapter. So I left high school and it was like, I didn't stay in touch with any of my high school friends. There was no deep connection. Like my friend Holly, who is also one of my very, very best friends currently, she has this like group of friends she's been friends with since she was in kindergarten and they still get together <laughs> every year. And I'm like, that's like rusty. Yeah. It's the like, same way. How does that happen? That, that never happened naturally for me. And you know, we moved around frequently in like my younger years but even even when we got settled you know from fifth grade on like I just never I guess developed that and so but the so that was you you can look at it one way or the other like not not a great thing or a good thing because when I went to college minus my freshman year which was a total just 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 not a good time I was able to go make new friends and while I was there like really enjoy those friends and then, you know, move on to the next thing in grad school, make really great friends. And I still keep in contact with a lot of those people, like talk frequently via text and stuff. But it's oftentimes it's like I, I feel like sometimes there's nobody where I can just be like, I'm depressed, you know, like because I, you know, I'm thinking about recently, not that I think that I'm truly depressed, but like the really hard days. I told Tim the other day, and partly it's being off social media, like social media has been this like place where I could just go and emote and talk about literally anything that popped into my mind. Like the other day we were watching E.T. for the first time and I haven't seen it in like literally 30 years and I'm crying. (laughs) I'm just like bawling because there's this part in the movie and I don't remember any of it where Elliot's like screaming. I don't know if any, this is going way off on a tangent, but he's like, he came to me. He came to me. I'm just like bawling. Cam and I are watching it. And I just wanted to tell someone like how impactful E.T. was And normally I would like go and post on social media for like no one in particular, but like I would get it off my chest. But I was like, I don't have anyone who I think I can just text this to, you know, like I'm crying. I'm emotional. This hit me really hard. Like, who do I talk to? So that was like, sorry, that's a a big tangent. That was like a realization for me. It's like I haven't intentionally cultivated a friendship where I or multiple friendships where I'm just like, I can text them anytime, any day. 
And it's kind of like you mentioned, Laura, it's, it's not because there aren't people there that I think I could do that to. It's like, I haven't really been open to that because I've been so protective of like my time and my energy. And, you know, a lot of that's on me, right? I own that 100%. But now it's like, the realization is like, I, I can do that. Like, if I want that, I can create that. I can create time for it and space for it. So Long story short, I guess, like that's kind of where I am. And I want to echo like your sentiments when I think about, you know, friendships, where I've been in different places in my life. The places I found those friendships are have been through CrossFit. You know, there's something about like crushing yourself, (laughs) at least in those early days, together with a group of people that kind of really bonds you. And so those have always been really easy relationships to cultivate for me, you know, again, echoing what you had mentioned, like the modern mama's community being just integral to like the sense that I do have friends around me that I could text if I really wanted to, or talk to so many of my like relationships have developed through that community and beauty counter again, echoing everything that you've said, truly some of the, the person that I did tell ET about was on my beauty counter team. I kind of like jokingly, I was like, I was going to text the other day about ET, but I didn't because I didn't want to be weird. And she was like, you can text me anytime about ET. So, you know, those relationships have been critical. And, you know, though my interest in Beauty Counter and the work that I put into it on a day-to-day basis may come and go, the friendships there are like literally irreplaceable. Like regardless of what happens with that as a business, I always tell like my team you know, this is not about like business. This is about like your happiness and your fulfillment and like our relationship. And so that will always come first. So that those have been, but again, it's like at the same time, I know it's like the friendships and the connections are so widespread because we've created this, at least for me, this like beautiful worldwide community that sometimes it's like, I I get overwhelmed with like, how do I go deeper with so many? And I want to, right? Like, how do you do that? Like, what's the process of that look like without, with while still being able to like have time for yourself and your family and all the things I talked about. So kind of that's where I'm at. And then being, so we moved to this new neighborhood, literally the weekend that like shutdowns started with COVID. And before we were so excited to be in this neighborhood because there's going to be all these opportunities to get out and about. And so we moved and then we kind of like hibernated. And now it's, I'm really interested to get involved in this particular community. I talked at length about, so we have the kids at a Montessori school and we're really, really talking seriously about moving them over to the neighborhood school, which is a charter school. But because we live in the neighborhood, like I think if you don't live in the area, you have to apply. It's still a public school, but like I mentioned, it's a charter school, it's dual language. But if you live in the neighborhood, you get to go and we can walk there. And I know there's a lot of kids and like families around this neighborhood that go there. And so I'm really, we're, we're considering moving the kids there. And I'm really excited to kind of get plugged in through that community. We have, we're a part of our church that we've been going to since we have lived in San Antonio. So like eight, nine years. And we have a small group there that we have been doing for the last four years, Zoom through COVID, but now kind of back to like gathering. And that's really been integral because for us, our faith is a shared thing, but like that group is for talking about the hard 
hard, hard, hard things. And we have been, as a group, we've gone through some really, really hard things like divorce and addiction and, and so many different things. And that has been really integral. But again, it's like we have that time set aside every week and I'm so glad for it. But at the end of the day, it's like, it almost like leaves you wanting more. Like, how do you continue that on through the week when again, like you've got gymnastics and you're, you got to go grocery shopping and you got to like clean the house and all these things. So that's where we find some really deep friendships. And then I wanted to talk about my recent experience. So we had been putting off this adult friendship episode for a while because we're like, I don't know. I just don't feel like I have anything to say. Like I'm not prepared. Well, right when we had kind of decided that it was like I pulled the wool. No, I don't know. I opened my eyes and it was like I started to see these opportunities for friendship more clearly. And so I wanted to share a story. So I was at gymnastics. I took Bear to gymnastics. He has gymnastics twice a week and loves it. And we get to sit up in this little like I know it's like a over like a loft type thing. We can watch the kids. So all the parents are up there most for the most part watching the kids. And so I was there, Tim and I switch off and on. I was there and I was trying to get some work done because honestly, I like to go because it's two hours of uninterrupted time for me to like hammer out some things that I don't get to do during the day. So I was working for about an hour because it's a two hour class. It's actually really long. And then finally I was like, you know what? I've done all I can do. I'm just going to shut my computer. I'm just going to like sit here and like watch the kids. So I do that. And then I look over to my right. Like I honestly hadn't even noticed this, this woman. And I look over to my right and I noticed that she's like, had not been a part of the class for like, since I've been coming. And so I saw her like looking at her kid and like talking to her kiddo from like up above. She was like waving to him. He was waving back. And I was like, is that your kiddo? And she's like, yeah. And I said, have y'all been coming long? Cause sometimes I don't come. And, you know, we just kind of started that conversation and it was like the most natural, just the way it unfolded. It comes to find out long story short, we both had the same midwife for like when I delivered bear she, and she delivered her last kiddo, we shared the same midwife. It was like such a winding road where we got to this, like really deep talk about birth, but it was like, she wanted to go back to school to be an RN. And I was like, oh, my sister is going to be, or my sister's a nurse practitioner. And she was like, well, actually I want to be a midwife. Like, I didn't know if you like knew anything about that. And I was like, oh, I totally know about that. And then, so we talked about our birth experiences. And then I, I n- almost never tell people in real life, like that I have a podcast. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I don't want to be like, oh, by the way, I have a podcast and like a, an internet presence. <laughs> So I, but I could tell she was really interested in like, you know, more like she delivered with a midwife at a birth center and she wanted to be one herself. So I was like, you, you might really like our podcast. Like I've been doing this podcast with my friend, Laura, for four years now. I told her we celebrated our anniversary and she was so pumped. She like immediately like downloaded it. And then I told her I had a blog and she was like, I've been wanting to start a blog too. So it was just so cool. And we talked about in this like hour, we talked about mental health. (laughs) We talked about our marriages. We talked about birth. We talked about like parenting struggles. And by the end of it, I was like, we should exchange numbers. And I never do that. And she was like 100%. So we exchanged numbers there. And she texted me like right away. And she was like, I really want to be intentional with this friendship. Like, I don't want to like let it go. And so we had just kind of like made that mutual decision. Like she said, she told her husband, like, I think I just found my new best friend. And so I was just was tickled at that. And so we 
have been texting off and on, you know, it's hard. It's like, I'm kind of the world's worst responder when it comes to text messages, but I really trying to be intentional with that because I know there's so much there left to like uncover. And she has kiddos the same age. And so, yeah, that was a really beautiful thing that happened when I was like, I don't have any friends. Like, I don't have anything to share about this. And so that kind of popped up. And then like days later, we were outside with the kittens on the porch, on the front porch. And it was me and the kids. And we were just kind of like playing with them. And it was like early evening, right before they were going to go in and like take a bath and go to bed. And we see this lady walk by with her dog. And she, you know, commented on, cause our rock stand was out there and she was like, Oh, me and my sons, like we, we bought some rocks the other day. Like we put some money in that. They're so pumped. Like they love rocks. And I was like, that's so cool. And we just started conversing. And I was like, obviously like she lived in the neighborhood and she was like, Oh, we live like right on the corner. And so we figured out which house she was in. It's like literally a couple houses down and we've never seen them. And she has a son Bear's age and a son Camille's age. And so that was really cool. So then we started talking about the school, the neighborhood school, because her kiddos go there. And she was like, you should check it out. Like, we really love it. There's a little community here of all the parents that like go there and we get together. We did like these tutoring pods during COVID. And it was, it's like really cool. She's like, we love it. And her husband's like a firefighter. I actually didn't hear what she did, but we exchanged numbers too. She was like, let's get each other's numbers. So in case we, you know, you have questions or whatever. So we exchanged numbers and she walked on and we've like texted a little bit since then. And it's like, I don't know. It's just really cool because I feel like for me, I, I know you guys know that, you know, I'm a Christian, but I feel like God was like, okay, you think you don't have any opportunities? Well, like, here's some opportunities, like close your computer, get outside open your eyes and like, I'm going to put some people in your life for you to connect with. And so that's been really cool. That was a long, long. I love that so much. Well, I feel like per usual, we're pretty aligned, right? Where I'm like, yeah, this summer I'm, I am, I'm going to work less. I'm going to be out more and open. And there's so much power in that and just being open to it, you know, Mm -hmm. trusting and manifesting and you can't, no matter how cool we might be, <laughs> we can't make friends if we don't put ourselves out there, you know? Totally. Totally. And I, I love all. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. I think there's like, there ha- there's a willingness to be vul- vulnerable that sometimes can be uncomfortable if you really are seeking for that, like deep, like a, like a deeper connection, right? Like that's for me, I know sometimes hard, like I, I can, for some reason, like I can just share all my things with like on the podcast with people who I don't may, I may not know everyone that's listening, but like I can just pour it all out. But at the same, when you're like sitting across from someone and they're looking in your face and they're asking like, how, how are you? The, the temptation is to be like, I'm so good. Like, thanks for asking. But like in the moment when you're not good and you need someone to talk to, it's like, are you going to like, are you willing to share that? You know? And it's like there's reading of the situation because some people can't handle that, right? Like you don't know if they really want to know how you are. But at the end of the day, like I just told myself, like I'm just going to put myself out there. And like if if someone's not in a place where they can, you know, take that on, you know, not that I that they're going to fix my problems or whatever. But like, you know, when you listen to someone's struggles, like you're holding space for them, that takes energy, right? And so trusting that if someone's not ready to do that, like they have their own boundaries in place and that I can be authentic and vulnerable even in real life. 
Yes. Do you I know totally what I mean? Attention to only ask that question if I want to hear, Yeah. if I have the space here and, and to always answer, honestly, mm-hmm. I'm going to go into every single detail, but if I'm not having a good day, I'm not going to say I'm good. And it's been, it's been cool. And I think that's helped me build, a, especially one relationship with my friend, Sarah at the gym. You know, I, I told her things really early and mm-hmm. she gets it. She's got three kids and her middle kid is the same age as Evie. Evie and it just felt like, I think the vulnerability from the start has just made it the friendship grow that much more quickly. Mm-hmm. Where like she does the same. She's having a shit day. She'll she'll tell me, and just it makes everything feel so much safer. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's pretty cool. Yeah, and I think sometimes it's like being the first one to do it can be hard, but mm-hmm. once you do do it, like there's no going back. It was like with my friend from the gymnastics. It was like once we, one of us, I don't even remember who it was, like mentioned something about like a hard thing it was like oh okay it was like almost like a deep sigh of like okay like she's not going to pretend like everything's okay even if it's not and neither am I <laughs> or you know it, it's not just sharing the hard things it's like sharing the really good things too and being willing to do that in a in a authentic way so totally I don't know they're complex adult friendships are complex and it's super complex <laughs> but I think and everything has a season, right? Too like it's not that I regret not having deep friendships over the last like you know two to three years, but at that time it just it, maybe for me it just wasn't something that I had the ability to do. And now, like you said, it's like we're just more open to it, and now that space is available potentially, and the options. It's like it's almost like manifestation which is kind of like woo woo a little bit but like once if you tell yourself that you're not you don't have the space for it then you don't have the space for it and it's not going to happen if you're like okay i'm ready usually the universe or god or whatever is going to start putting things in front of you to answer that you know what i mean yeah totally i mean you know i'm a big believer in manifesting and speaking things aloud and you know, I, I don't believe manifestation is like I say a prayer, I put something out and then it just happens. Like right. we have to act. Mm-hmm. You can't be like, I, like you said, you can't be like, I just want friends, but then not change mm-hmm. a single thing about it. Yeah. <laughs> but I do truly believe in it because I think that there's a, a power in saying it aloud that makes it more true in our minds and hearts, which then can make us help us support us to act on that thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I guess it just requires vulnerability. And, you know, you, you put yourself out there with someone and it doesn't work. It's not a comment on their character. They mm-hmm. might not be, like you said, they might not be in a place, whatever it is, but that's just not the time. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean they're a bad person or you're a bad person. It's just, and who knows, maybe you could come back around at some point. Mm-hmm. But I know I've been in, I've had shit days where someone might've smiled at me and maybe I didn't smile back quite as quickly as I wish I had. And, you know, sure, maybe it's an opportunity lost in that moment, but it can still come back around. Totally, totally. Yeah. And I feel like that's kind of the gist of it. Yeah. (laughs) This is a little bit of a shorter episode, but I feel like I I don't think there's much to say. It's like much else to say at least, but you know, yeah. Being ready for it. Spoke my truth and and we should do a follow up in after this summer. We both kind of committed now to (laughs) (laughs) I love having the podcast to hold us accountable. (laughs) We'll see how it goes. I And if you live in the Port Angeles area and you're listening in the, on the Olympic Peninsula, hit me up because we live here now and I wanted to make friends. I feel the same. You, you were saying like, I, I actually woke up at three in the morning and I was just awake and I was envisioning having like setting our backyard up a little bit better for like hanging out. Um, and that's definitely a goal of mine just because that's my favorite. We have a fire pit right now. I want to have like maybe a table, like a picnic table back there. Mm-hmm. And we have our barbecue and just have a space to just be. 
can't you envision it? Like string lights, maybe like really like chill music and like the kids running around, maybe like a sprinkler going or something. And just like, that's what I want. And I was talking with our mutual friend, Melissa, and we're talking about how, you know, I was telling her, like, I wish she was here. Like we could just like, she lived down the street and we could like swap kids for an evening or like date nights or just have them come over for dinner. Like just totally not like a like just a a natural evolution of like your family unit to include like your community. And I just feel like that's, what's been missing. I think that's missing for a lot of people, right? Like just having those types of friends around and close by to where you can be like, come on over, like we're grilling, like bring the kids in a swimsuit. Like we're just going to let them run, run rampant or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what I want. So yeah, I know Laura, you said Port Angeles, but like anyone in the San Antonio area, Especially if you're like close-ish by, like let's make our little our little pod. Yeah. <laughs> so special. My friend Monica, who we met, she lives up here, and she actually is another social media. Like she reached out because she's like, I follow you. I live here. I think we get along. We went for a walk, and it was like so perfect. It's like in the middle of COVID, and we both you could tell as we like got more comfortable, that we both felt very similarly in terms of like our comfort level, and it just was like so easy. And she's got now she just had her second baby like this week, and so but they just bought an, uh, five acres and oh. we went over there when, you know, she was about to pop and they have a trampoline and these picnic tables out there and they're living in like a travel trailer on the property right now. But I just like, am looking forward to a summer filled with so much of that as we, you know, once she gets settled into this postpartum period and all that, but magic stuff, friendships make the world go round. That's they really sure. do. They really, really do. So I don't know something about this summer, Summer just feels like it's got some possibilities for some really mm-hmm. cool things. So I don't know if anyone else is feeling that I'm also, vibe. I'm also curious to know if you're listening to this and you commented in the comments on the post we did on Instagram about like, find your people. Mm-hmm. I know there were some connections made there. So if you hung out with someone since then or have met someone through the podcast, we'd love if you would share with us through email or whatever, because those stories just warm my heart for sure. Totally. Totes. Totes my goats. All right. Well, anything else you want to add, friend? That's it. All right. From me. Okay. And also you, you're one of the most incredible. Oh, I know. I mean, I feel like we just take that for (laughs) granted. (laughs) I mean, it's like, you know, you, Mallory, like everyone through the podcast, like, and I did want to mention, like, I don't always think that even the, the deepest and best friendships, like are ones that you have to talk every day. It's the ones where I feel like I can go for days weeks and we're not chatting and then I can just be like I need you (laughs) you know that was me like on boxer like a couple days ago with you I was like I don't have anyone else to vent to about this I just need to talk to someone and you just (laughs) you just held the space for me and it was like yeah I did I don't I think that deep friendships can look really different you know for everyone and you're definitely one of mine yeah it's so special (laughs) Uh, I want to come visit you. I know. Tell me when that backyard's done. Okay. Well, it's getting getting worked on next week. So sooner rather than later. (laughs) And I told Laura, or I told Laura, I told Tim yesterday. So our kids are spending the night with our, another very dear friend, Holly and their kids. And so we got to go on a date night and we walked down to this restaurant by our house and they have sourdough pizza and like grass fed all the things that you love. And I was like, okay, 
It's like when Laura and Rusty or whoever comes down here, we're taking them to this restaurant. I feel like it's the only one they can eat at in San Antonio. <laughs> I mean, obviously you can eat other places, but like the, the one that you would really love, the sourdough yeah. pizza and the farm to table everything. And it was so good. And it was outside. So yeah, when you guys oh come. Oh my God, it's like my dream. I know. We're going to go get some sourdough pizza. <laughs> Counting down. All right. All, All right, right, friend. Love Bye, you. Everyone. Love you too. We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. They don't know what to say. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Thanks for listening to our podcast. See you next time. Bye.